Well, Isaiah, in lieu of almost the anniversary of uh, Kobe's passing, I I think we should do the podcast for 24 hours straight. Marathon, baby. You know, I can't get the check. Ladies, good morning, and gentlemen, good evening, and kids, good afternoon. This is Come Sit With Us, episode 24, titled Fully Disclosed. I'm Mark Flores. And I'm Isaiah Martinez. Mark Flores here, the co-owner of the Notorious Pin, the average guy with the amount of optimism and positivity every average guy should have. And with me is my co-host, the creator of the Deep End Podcast, my friend for over 15 years, Isaiah, the player, Martinez. Really? Yeah, I'm the player there? <laughs> no, uh, I am not a player this is, this like, is at all. And I know that's such a common thing for a player to say that, but I'm not, like literally, no, that's not the case here. <laughs> that was just an inside joke. Now it's going to be an outside joke too when um, Isaiah posted uh posted some celebratory uh congratulations on my uh on my birthday and he put like a bunch of a bunch of <laughs> uh, titles is, on yeah. me the funny thing is i was listening to you you know as a as a friend as a as a uh, somebody who's like a, a, a co-worker and all these different things like you know somebody i always go to blah 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 down the list of things that one i try to make it like very in i try to slip it in there i put player in there <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's the one that um I think that's the one that your uh, lady friends uh, seem to have ca- caught on to. Yeah, I, just, uh, I sent you two screenshots of direct <laughs> messages that said "player," huh? It was like they they were co- yeah. coercing with each other, and they ended up just uh, the jig was up at that point. Yeah, that yeah. was funny though. I won't, I'm glad we were able to bring it up here. Isaiah, how are you? <clears throat> I'm doing fine, man. I'm I'm uh, just uh, excited about this new year. Um, you know, I've I've uh, I was tired of 2020, man tired of it and i was just waiting to get out of that year because it just seemed like anything that could go wrong was going to go wrong that year and i know that we're still going to be fighting through stuff but i'm still glad that now we're in this new year and you know what we're kind of like at this point kind of used to the whole mass thing we're used to the whole you know six feet away or whatever and um you know i just having i'm just carrying over positive energy and that's that's all i can do so how are you doing bro i'm doing great i really can't complain just got the, uh, just got the word at uh, at work that I'm transferring departments, okay. so I'm no longer gonna be in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And this warehouse stuff, I was just they threw me in they threw me in the snake pit. And I say that because it was something that I wasn't used to. It was really challenging in the beginning because it was not focused on the managerial managerial stuff that I was used to. Rather, mm-hmm. it was just straight up grunt work. Oil change in the trucks, inventorying <laughs> the signs, the yeah. stands, making sure that there's an adequate amount of cones for these uh, these trucks out there, etc. So mm. it's really all of that. I wasn't used to it, and it was for like two weeks. I was contemplating just like, man, what do I do here? Mm-hmm. I was at that point. And they start pushing you further and further like, hey, Mark, can you shine my shoes? Like it's like going worse and worse progressively. There's a like, puddle on the ground. Can you uh, Mark, lay down? So we I have the sign here. You? Can you stand on the street and hold the sign? Uh, <laughs> the. Do you still work here? The idea exactly. <laughs> what was your name again? The. I but I persevered. I was able to get the the patterns and everything about it, and you know the thing that I like doing, and I encourage people to do is just if you work at a job in the morning, do your best to just. Say good morning to everybody. Mm-hmm. I am telling you that is the most infectious thing that you can do now, to, to start a, way, a great day. There's a way you have to say good morning to you because you can't just come in. If you see somebody like, you know, kind of out of it, you can't just be like, good morning. Like, you know, that you have to kind of match a little bit to that or kind of adapt to the person's energy too. like, hey, how's it going, man? Good morning, man. Like, you know, yes. there's a way, a cadence to say good morning. I don't know, you know if we really uh, want to go into that, but there's different levels to good morning, you know? 
uh, I could be walking to the cafeteria area at my work and I'll see somebody like walking in with a cup of Joe and I know they just, you know, they're fresh off a of coffee. So in that case, like, Hey, good morning. How you doing? Like, you know, that's a different type of good morning house too. I see somebody that's like stressed out already in the morning, you know, and I'm just like, yeah. And already you can tell their vibe is like down. You, you know? you, but the thing is too, is that you could still give them a good morning because yeah. the one thing is, is that you can't let someone else's you can't see what they're wearing on their face mm-hmm. affect you mm-hmm. to not be able to give them something that maybe, hey, maybe this good morning can change the pace or, or the tone of yeah. of how they're feeling. Right. So you can always maybe shoot. like bump them on the shoulder or something. Like, <laughs> oh, good morning. Slap their documents out of their head. Hey, good morning, man. Slap a bunch of documents on their desk. Good morning. <laughs> they're, they're giving them more work. The other thing I'm really happy about, and this is in no way, shape, or form some shameless promotion. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not that kind of guy, but as you guys may already know, I'm a huge fan of Back to the Future. So the Notorious Pin created a DeLorean-inspired pin mm-hmm. that is now available on our website at thenotoriouspin.com. Feel free to check it out or keep posted to our events. We will be uh, in-person selling. Uh, me, actually. I will be that person in-person selling them at the various events that we go to. Adhering to state and local guidelines with proper sanitations and masks, of course. Um, yeah, feel free to check it out at El Notorious Pin on Instagram or thenotoriouspin.com. I'm going to go there with the clipboard and make sure you're following all CDC guidelines. <laughs> yeah, uh, measuring tape at a six-foot distance. <laughs> it's a six feet, exactly. The other thing that I'm also excited for that I'm going to bring up here in the first segment, and this is why I titled that this episode Full Disclosure. So... From what I gathered, various reliable news sources, there's the COVID-19 bill has an addition in it that is incredibly peculiar to me. Something mm-hmm. that would be more beneficial than the meat of the bill. Because, you know, just COVID provisions are pretty self-explanatory. I don't need a bill telling me that, hey, I need to stay six feet away from people. If I'm not feeling good, mm-hmm. I'll be able to let the appropriate people know and not do the normal things that I do. But this, in this COVID-19 bill, amidst the relief and the government funding, it includes a 180-day countdown where the Pentagon needs to debrief us on what they know about unidentified flying objects. It is in the COVID-19 bill. I have no idea why it's in there, but because I want full disclosure, I am all for whatever bill that they need to have this little, I don't know who slid this in. <laughs> really? Like yes. it couldn't, this bill wouldn't have not been passed had that not been in there probably. Like it was that key. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, you heard right. For some <laughs> odd reason, there's a random clause in a pandemic bill where it includes a deadline for the Pentagon to disclose what they know about UFOs. I don't know whether or not our new president, uh, Joe Biden, is going to do anything about it. Or as far as like um, reverting it to like null and voiding this whole bill because it it reeks of the previous administration. Mm -hmm. But you listeners know that Isaiah and myself at Come Sit With Us are always looking for the government to disclose this kind of information. Yeah, I have a lot of questions like that's running through my mind right now. Yeah, like, one, I'm like, well, I want to know, okay, why? Okay, why was this in there? But also, two, like, how does this relate to COVID nineteen? And three, who's on this? Like, who's who's asking these questions right now? And who's putting this together? Like, what do we know right now? Like, See, you're asking point? a bunch of deep end questions to the guy who just has this like very easygoing podcast. <laughs> this is out of my pay grade, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, so many but, questions. To but this. the. Uh, the beauty about this is that, again, we have we are taking the appropriate steps to having somewhat of some full disclosure. You know, after a certain while, certain documents get declassified, though those documents are often redacted. Mm-hmm. It's really uh, it's really cool seeing In something the, like this, like being randomly placed amidst this is so 2020. The timing of it, like, why must we know now? Like, why is it that the public is ready to know this knowledge? I don't feel like we're ready to know this knowledge yet. So why is it being declassified? We are not, we are not prepared right now. Like there's too much going on. We're not prepared right now for this information. I'm, I'm sure that the information that they're going to declassify is the, they'll get some meat to it, but 
again, most of that stuff will probably be redacted for the sake of national security. Mm-hmm. So though it will be declassified or whatnot, I'm still thinking that they're not going to just give us all of like, hey, look, uh, there's a there's a secret section of the UN which mm-hmm. involves like a, a group of uh, extraterrestrial biological entities that actually rule the planet. Mm-hmm. Not saying that they do though. This is some that's something of the deep end to to unfold for us mm-hmm. and. This is that again. That's the that's the ball I passed Isaiah over there. Full disclosure. Well, it's pretty interesting, man. Because I remember they were uh, what was it? I read an article one time where scientists had, or uh, I don't really know if it's scientists exactly, but uh, those who are um, astronomers or, or whatever, or scientists who study in that field, they found object an object that I guess it didn't look like any type of asteroid they've ever seen. It looked like it was a designed object in space. And so they were questioning, they were actually trying to make it uh, known that this was not for sure. any any piece of particle dust or whatever, this was something that was intelligently designed that was out there. Um, it's just interesting to me. I mean, right now I'm, I, I can't even imagine what else the government knows from what we know already about, you know, just, you know, different things from Roswell to just, um, you know, uh, different sightings or whatever. I can't even imagine what else the government could possibly know more on this. And I'm interested to know what they, what they know on this. Uh, I have a lot of questions. That's where I'm at. Same here. Cause this, this is something that's been puzzling and been left to the unknown to the, to the, the the general human populace, I'm sure if you make a certain amount of a certain amount of money, or if you're part of the upper echelon of society, you do know some sort of secret stuff where a government official or two may drunkenly say, "Hey, yeah, man, there's some crazy stuff happening over at Area 51," or "Hey, you don't <laughs> even know about Area 52, bro." Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's some sort of area we don't know about somewhere, but I don't know. Um, it's crazy. I mean, for a long time, I always considered Area 51 to be a big mystery. Um, but uh, after they declassified things that were uh, going on at Area 51, to me, I don't feel like that's such a mystery. And yeah. also, too, the videos and stuff where they had videos of alien footage and that came out to be fake. Um, <laughs> where they were interrogating, like, it looked like an alien yeah. gray. Yeah, there's a video out there somewhere. I don't know, unless they took it down. There's a video out there somewhere where there's like an alien body laying on a on a on a bed, oh, and there's a bunch an, of scientists. Autopsy? Yeah, there's a bunch of scientists around it, <laughs> and there's this eerie music playing too, and it's like a short, brief clip. Um, you know, and at the time when that was released, it was like a lot of questions, like what? Because it was right around the incident of Roswell. But um, it turned out that that video was fake. Yeah. Um, so, and then you know Roswell, I come to find had to be. I know people are like, it can't be a weather balloon. Isaiah, it can't be a weather balloon. But I, I really do believe that it really was. Because at that time when, uh, you know, the Cold War was around and we were trying to understand if they were uh, launching any nuclear, like atomic bombs or something like that. So we were trying to get that from high up in the air, try to see if we could grab that frequency channel uh, to see if they were doing that. So I I. I get the reasoning. Like I believe that's a very plausible reason. And so that's why it leads me to believe that it really was a weather balloon, but people, you know, can take whatever they want from that. So I don't know. I just, what if man, if aliens turn out to be not our friend, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to the human race. man. I, I, I believe that they're in cahoots because you figure either the, either we're in cahoots with some sort of, alien entity mm-hmm. or our planet is like not even on anyone's radar just because of how terrestrial we are like if they they if they look at our primitive way of going to the moon or our i bet you they look at us and they're like wow these guys are still using their own natural resources instead of using nuclear energy solar energy instead of using electricity wow they charge their <laughs> Why aren't they own going people. green they charge their green. own people for electricity that they can get for free. Wow. Wow. They sell bottles of water when they can just get water. Like <laughs> it's, it's just, I'm, I'm sure that there's, that there's things like that to where it's like, we don't even qualify to be, but to be even a big deal 
On top of that, I mean, I'm pretty sure that we're so small in size in comparison to other planets mm-hmm. that we are literally just a small race of people. Mm-hmm. Because you've seen the footage of those, you've seen the same video I saw about how big other suns are mm-hmm. in comparison to our sun. Mm-hmm. So that sun has to be, the any, any sun bigger than our sun takes around larger planets, possibly larger beings. Okay, Bill Nye. And it's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you start thinking about that, it's like, wow, we end up being really insignificant. And mm-hmm. maybe we may even just, our planet may even be just like a speck on the dot of a windshield when a UFO just plows through us. Mm-hmm. We never know. Do you think an alien would see like the greater good in people? Or would they be like, oh, no, this this human race is evil. We must, you know, annihilate all of them, you know. From the footage that I've saw of whatever the hell's flying in our atmosphere for... That technology has to be anti-gravity. That is something that, to this day, we still don't do. Um, for them to be busting like quick 90s, you know, quick 90 turns or 90 degree turns is what I mean. I'm sorry to, That's okay. to the general audience, a quick 90 degree turn. To do something like that, you would need some sort of anti-gravity within, within the cockpit to not feel the effects of the G-forces. Now... The for an example of that, imagine you going into the carnival, the I don't know that the space zipper or whatever that carnival ride is where it just spins really fast. So just imagine being inside that kind of cockpit going that fast or that kind of capsule going that fast Mm -hmm. and being able to walk, walk Mm -hmm. around normally. That's going to be anti-gravity, essentially, where there's mechanisms within the mechanisms within there that will make it so you don't feel G forces. You're not stuck to the wall. You're actually able to walk around. Hmm. We don't have any of that. So for a species, going back to the point, is that for a species to have all that technology, you could just imagine that they don't even speak. They could just go telepathically, probably go into your mind and just say, hey, bro, just chill. I'm just going to put this put this tracking device in your wrist. Chill. I'm going to leave a little triangle, couple triangles on your wrist to confuse you. Would you trust aliens? Do you think they would be good or would they be like us, like there's good and bad in there? mixed oh man dude their consciousness has to be some sort of to where they're just it is to to us it'll be just all good because what else what else is there like to be inherently to be inherently evil is to have a lack of something you know what i mean that's deep you know so it's if you have if you have it all intellectually like Mm -hmm. you do understand your own self and you don't have any insecurities or you don't have faults. Not now that not that you're perfect, but you know, you're at a point to where none of it phases you mm-hmm. at all. So the countdown begins. That's what I'm thinking. The countdown begins for the US government to disclose this information, Isaiah. But once we get full transparency on what the US government's hiding back from us, we can honestly just Move on from all this. Take all the information yeah. and just move on, right? Do you believe they'll really disclose everything, though? No. Don't you think they'll still hold back <laughs> on something? Like, even though this is like... It I want them to give some information out. They, they got to, right? They got to yeah. keep something out. They can't possibly give up every detail that they got. I want an appetizer. I don't... I can't... No, no one could take the full course meal right now. Yeah. Give me, give me some, you know, give me some uh, chips and salsa, you know? Don't give me the whole full course right now. I'm not... I still have to get over this whole thing that was twenty, you know, twenty twenty. Yeah. Also, I'm wondering whose agenda is this to get this information out? There's like some evil guy somewhere, like <laughs> some you know, this must guy. come out. Like this is all for the greater good, but it's all about it's rooted by some <laughs> evil dude, some evil man's like paying the special interest to make sure this is out there like, for the thirty percent. Uh, for the who's 36? the billionaire paying like these politicians and <laughs> lobbyists to make this happen? For the thirty six percent of the the women listening, it could also be an evil woman. So we want to make sure to be inclusive to all this. So it could be an evil man or an evil woman. We in the for the sake of equality. <laughs> now you want to do equality. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> so off air, you told me that there's a little bit of a. a there's there's a bit of a phenom coming around. Former presidential, uh, you know, he he was a running mate for mm-hmm. the Democratic ticket. Bernie Sanders is getting is 
is as popular as he's ever been. Mm-hmm. Not because of his political agenda, not because of his uh, his uh, his rally cry for democracy. <laughs> Rather, this guy's just slapped on memes, and he's he's uh, the new America sweetheart for 2021. He move over, baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Grogu is no more. We found our mitten, our mittens in a jacket, Bernie Sanders with a mask. Yes, and he is all over every meme. Right, he is right now. And Isaiah just doesn't seem to get it. Well, I was telling Mark, am I missing it? Am I missing the joke? Am I just, is it over my head or something? I mean, I'm trying to understand, you know, because I'm seeing him everywhere and I get it. You know, people can Photoshop, you know, anything. They can put anyone anywhere, right? And they can Photoshop anything to make it look like it was a part of the photo. So there's some clever ones. I see it and I'm like, okay, it's a good Photoshopper. I mean, okay. I mean, what's... You know, what's so funny about it? Like, to me, I, I just... It's because he's sitting in those places. I get it. I just, I don't know what's, like, hilarious about it. I'm, it's missing me somehow. And the more I see it, the more I'm like, okay, I see Bernie Sanders again. So you never laughed at any <clears throat> one of those? No, not really. I mean, maybe the first original on him just sitting there, maybe, but... <laughs> the one where he's not photoshopped anywhere. You yeah, just laughed at that first that one. one. I thought, oh, you know, it's funny. It's a funny photo. But, I mean, <clears throat> him and all these other memes and stuff i mean i i i get it but i'm just i'm i'm missing it somewhere i don't know why it's not like hilarious Isaiah is the, not, the one guy in this whole planet that just doesn't get it it's just it's missing me and i see it everywhere and, and it's like i want to even share it but i'm like it's like the truman show over here <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why man it's just so i asked mark you know when you look at it mark is it like, are you busting up in laughter every time you see it? I see like, Picasso. What's your Van Gogh? What's your reaction when you no. see these memes, these um, clever memes of, of Bernie Sanders dude. in there? Like, are you like, you have to stop the car, you have to pull over, <laughs> like, pump the brakes and laugh and like veer <laughs> over the road? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro, so funny meme. Are you at work and like your boss is trying to talk to you? And you're like, wait, wait, hold on, like, I look at this and you're just laughing. Yeah, exactly. Can you hold on for a sec? <laughs> uh, what is the level of humor when you see this? Uh, you know, so, some of them are quite hilarious. There's some, there's basic ones, but then there's like abstract ones that I enjoy. Abstract ones. Yes. So okay. there's, there's Bernie sitting in the, uh, in the center. I, well, the center, I don't know, like the firing point of the Death Star where Senator, well, where, uh, Darth Sidious is supposed to be sitting. Okay. And he's sitting there instead. That's okay. funny. Okay. There's. There's uh you're familiar with the Waterworld stunt show, yes, right? Yeah. So there's <laughs> there's Bernie on the back of the jet ski where someone's supposed to be on on skis mm-hmm. where this guy's taking him through the sea dew mm-hmm. and he's sitting there with, with his mittens. Mm-hmm. He's he choked out Conor McGregor in the octagon. There's Are you busting up though? Like you say it's was, funny, but are yeah, you, there's you like, really there's laughing? some that are funny. Like there's, were you laughing for like a minute or two straight? Okay, come like on, how this funny? not Eddie Murphy's raw, you know, this isn't, these are just memes, man. Okay. It's just like a little pass through. So it's like a little grin or something. A couple teehees, you know, like, <laughs> and then, you know, go next. I just, I don't know. But, but Isaiah just doesn't get it guys. For me, it just somehow misses me. I just, I don't know. Am I just, maybe I, I just, don't maybe you humor. lost your, maybe you lost it. <laughs> maybe I lost the humor aspect. I, yeah. I don't know. I just, maybe I this see is it, why I see Bernie Sanders photoshopped. Like that's how I see it. Like, Maybe okay, this is deep rooted somewhere. I think this may be because you didn't make the improv comedy team. Maybe. Maybe it's rooted to that. <laughs> I think the ice tea, the ice tea meme was funny. Like that, okay, it was funny. You know, it wasn't like like ah funny, but it was it was like it was when he was funny. photoshopped into the run DMC album cover, mm-hmm. I started dying. Because it was just like everything's in black and white. He's right there, or where he's he's like the tenth member of the Wu Tang Clan, mm-hmm. just chilling there with like Capadonna, you know Raekwon. Maybe maybe the reason why I don't think it's that funny is because we it's given it's given that Bernie Sanders is the MacGuffin or MacGuffin whatever, and it's almost like okay, what can we fit him into? Let's fit him into this, fit him into that, fit him into that, fit him into that. And to me, I, I feel like okay, you're, you're trying too hard to fit him into these things to make it funny. So to me, it's not funny. It took 24 episodes to f- for one of us to utter the word MacGuffin. <laughs> but I, but no, to, to add to what you're saying, yeah, it's, it's simple. It's, mm-hmm. it's simplicity. But that some humor, some very clever humor is simply there. Sim- you can simply place in just like, yep, 
That's funny. Granted, people are going to get sick of this about a month in because there's just going to be like, oh, we've seen it all. We've done it all. Mm-hmm. You know, this is Bernie. Bernie Sanders is probably a minute 10 of the 15 minutes of this meme. All this doesn't last long, but it's hot. It is obscenely hot. Like Instagram should just be called Burnstagram for now. Like mm-hmm. that's all I'm seeing. I even had to put put him on the the notorious pin page because he was apparently watching over my booth when I went on lunch at El Notorious Pin up and uh, El Notorious Pin on Instagram. Yeah, I don't know, man. I get it. I get it. I want to laugh. Honestly, I want to. Like, I'm dying to like, like it just to then boom. just laugh. I just I can't. <laughs> I can't. I want to laugh. I think I can. I might. I just might right now. Then do it. No. <laughs> yeah but it, it, it's it's cool though i mean anytime there's a something like that I mean, obviously it is funny because if people enjoy it and like sharing it then it's funny you know what i, I, I think just, it's for me it's somehow just missed me somehow mm. i'm the guy in the room that's just like okay you know like the homer simpson meme at the bar and everybody's like doing something and he's just alone on the bar that's kind of me oh right yeah or or that one where see the one i didn't really get is like there there there's this like black and white illustration of some person in the corner of a party mm-hmm. and they're just saying like something to the, in their mind. That's kind of ridiculous for other people to know. And they just do they, yeah, that one, that one misses me. So there's some memes that, yeah, I too, I too miss like, but this, I, I Isaiah, like how I, I, I don't like dissing my co-host and I'm not going to, but like, how can you miss that? You're like, it's you know easy. what? I didn't even miss it. Like I, I've seen it. I know where it's from. I saw the, you know, the image at the inauguration of him sitting there. Yeah. It looks a little funny. I mean, I just didn't, I didn't think, Oh, you know what? This is hilarious. Let me take this Photoshop it and everything. Oh, to me, it just, I see where this is I didn't going. See, I didn't see what was the thing that, you know, to me, I feel like it's so viral now that everybody is aware of it. So now it's like being, used. so the sizzle's gone for you now. I guess so. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. And that's all it is for me. It's funny though. I mean, it's funny. Obviously, everybody's sharing it, so it must be funny. Um. <laughs> but but Isaiah's above that, guys. <laughs> Come sit with reason, us. But Isaiah's reason, on his high not, chair. It's just not hitting yeah. me though. But I get it. It's funny. This show is called "Come Sit with Us," but Isaiah's on his cloud of judgment, <laughs> passing down passing down his opinion on the no, sinners not at all, of the not world. Not at all. Not at all. I'm looking up and I'm trying to catch up to everybody. I just, I'm, I just, I can't grab the rope. I don't know. <laughs> it's Ladies funny. It's funny. It's funny. After all that, he just cops out and says it's funny. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in to uh, come sit with us. This is episode 24 entitled full disclosure. Um, Isaiah, there's any uh, updates you'd like to bring up with the deep end or. I know that your YouTube channel is no longer. Oh yeah. Is that something you want to <laughs> yeah, bring I'm up? I'm pretty pissed off about that. Yeah. So I went on YouTube the other day to just simply uh, record a, a, a music, a song that I wanted to share with, uh, with Mark and Andre and John. And um, when I went on YouTube, I noticed I got like this little prompt that said, you know, you violated something, something in terms of, conditions you were removed and i was like what the so heck? you weren't violated rather youtube viol- was violated by you i guess so yes okay. they were violated by me <laughs> and i was like whoa okay so it was I, I thought okay that was a warning or something like let me remove whatever they're talking about oh but no no my whole channel <laughs> is permanently suspended and i'm like wow really permanently suspended like, okay, so I looked on my email to see what was the reason, and it was under the category of that my videos were threatening, that I was bullying, and that I was, uh, what else was it, harassing like people through my videos, I guess. That it fell under that category of harassment, threatening, and bullying. Now, was there a certain video that you think... Yes, so they tell you people- which video was flagged. And the specific videos were, that were flagged were the video little snippets that I did for the QAnon uh, conspiracy deep end podcast that I did. Now, for those that aren't familiar with that on Come Sit With Us, for those sitting with us and don't know what he's talking about, Q- QAnon is pretty much the the conspiracy that Donald Trump will unearth 
the democratic, the evil democratic agenda where it involves mm-hmm. this deep. Sort of in a nutshell, yeah. Deep issue of uh, child molestation and, and, and just oh, yeah. Satan worshiping deities. Yeah, you can throw all that in there, yeah. yeah. So they believe that there's a guy by code name QAnon, Q Anonymous, is some guy that works in the military somewhere. They don't know who it is. They believe it's this guy that works in the military who's dropping these little clues, these little messages. They're like, they're, um, they're just like little codes. They're codes. Um, so it's not very complete. It's, uh, you got to really, you got to break it. You got to break the code basically. And there's these few people in that community who break this code and they translate what this message means to everybody else. And then they start creating memes and start all this stuff. So <laughs> it's all, all just, a, it's all to make memes. Yeah. So I did a deep dive on this and I, I spent like a week, two weeks looking at it, this and how it did start and all that. And so when I put it all together, did the whole podcast and everything, what I did was I started um, thinking, um, oh, you know what? This is big on YouTube. Like people will talk about this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share what I learned onto YouTube. And the, the problem is that what I did was I started doing a little snippet because it takes a lot of time. It takes time out of my day to, to really create these videos. And just for like a minute of time, since I'm not recording myself and I'm throwing images onto a podcast, it takes longer. So about a minute worth of video can take, I don't know, like four or five hours, whatever. Um, because you got, you got to find the right image. You got to kind of make it work blend. Uh, so I put in, put on like three videos, snippet videos of something very like down the line of that whole conspiracy theory, because we just talked about what it was that conspiracy was about. But one of the things that followed that in this whole web of conspiracy was a man by the name James Alifantis who owns a pizzeria in Washington, D.C. And the whole thing was this guy was running uh, some child oh my God. Um, child sex ring through his pizzeria. And now this is just a very, this is just one thing out of this whole big web of things, right? This is one very just like, it's not even deeply rooted. This is just yeah. one thing that's like a branch of it. And so what I did was I posted a video of me going through his Instagram because people were using his Instagram as evidence that he was all about child pedophilia or whatever, uh, child sex or and whatever. Again, full uh, for disclosure, this is all just hearsay allegations. We're not there's no there's nothing there's nothing to this to get us in trouble. <laughs> okay. Hopefully. That was Perfect. a pretty half ass. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean I learned disclaimer. my lesson where yeah, we have to do that. So um, so I share that video of James Alphonsus's Instagram. I talked about it and said, I basically explained why what they were seeing through a pedophilia lens was actually incorrect and how they should be looking at it is that this is his goddaughter and he loves his goddaughter and the references that he's making aren't the references that they're thinking or taking it as. And the funny thing is, is that so... In essence, your YouTube channel gets shut down for you preaching the message of, hey, QAnon's just crap. Like, yeah. you guys believing in QAnon right. is ridiculous. So yes. you're just essentially I'm giving just, people the good it. word. Yeah, I'm dispelling it. And <laughs> because the images that I'm using are their images, uh, right, my video does have graphic content because it's the images that they're the ones, you know, saying... They're, they're using the same images saying that this is true. This is, you know, this is for real. That's their evidence. And I'm using their own evidence dispelling oh, got it. it. So I can't say like, oh, no, it's not graphic. It kind of is graphic because it's talking about child pedophilia and all that stuff. So it kind of is graphic. But I told them in context of what I'm saying, it's not in the same way. Like it's not graphic nudity in the sense of like, you know, in that sexual way. It's an educational tape in context Correct. dispelling something that's untrue. No, don't care. Don't care. <laughs> this still taking my video, my videos down, and um, and so yeah. So I'm trying to dispel this and trying to help people, like you know, help people not go down that 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 I don't know that rabbit hole, or whatever, because it's it's untrue. It's not true, and I'm trying to help people. But instead, what I get, Mark, I'm getting comments like on the daily, a lot of comments like you're an idiot. How can you say that? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you're a part of them. You're one of them. This is like, <laughs> you're Mr. how are you assuming things? You don't know facts, you know, do your research. And then like, they don't know me at all. They didn't listen to my podcast. 
all they're seeing is that little clip. So they don't know how I got there. They don't know what like things <laughs> oh I brought God. to the, you know, they don't know what I talked about in the podcast. Cause I went from the beginning to like step by step on how it led to that and why I saw it in a different light than how other people see it. So I'm totally misunderstood and there's nothing I can do about it. So I, I mean, I tried to peel it by like, I don't know, seven times YouTube, same message. Like, no, we're sorry. You're, you're blocked and you can't ever get your channel back or whatever. We're oh, still going to permanently suspend you. And I'm like, okay, wow. Like, and I even wrote back, like, I didn't even have any chance. Like all I, I never violated anything before. This is the first time I got the warning. I don't even have the chance to remove it. And you're just going to just block my channel anyway. So I'm glad that I wasn't like that big on YouTube yet. Like I barely had 30 subscribers. My attention wasn't on YouTube. I was just, that was just posting videos on there just to do it. But my attention wasn't there. So I still have my podcast, you know, it's still in all the other channels. And I do have a lot of um, subscribers and different channels and everything, a lot of listens. So uh, it's not going to impact me right now, but down the line, that makes me a little worried about going with YouTube. Like if they could just do that, you know, cause I talk about things that are kind of touchy sometimes. So, and just because these Q and hunters were mad and flagged those videos, all of a sudden I lost my whole channel. <laughs> so I can't even get it back. Isaiah is now a YouTube political prisoner. Yeah. This is, you know what? It's an honor to have you on my show as a, as a yes. as, as preaching the good word of anti-QAnon. Because as soon as I heard all of that, I was like, wow. For those that believe it, that's your opinion and I respect that. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the seesaw really weighs out in one side to where it's like, come on, man. Like, for you to think something's happening beneath the basement of a pizzeria. Yeah. But you know what I learned? I learned if I'm going to post something on video, put the whole context of my message out there. That that way it's all out there. And if you want to flag me, then okay, you flagged me, but you knew what I was saying. So you wrongfully did it. And, and the way I did it is I put in a short clip where people don't understand what I'm saying in context. And so it was very misunderstood. So it upset a lot of people. I had a lot of hateful comments on there. It upset a lot of people. And I... I could have realized that early on, like, hey, this is probably sending a lot of people. Let me take this down and redo it. And I didn't do that. I was lazy. I didn't do that. And because I didn't do that, boom, the right person decided to flag it or whatever. I don't know if it's multiple people. I don't know who did it. Like, I don't know if it was a plan, strategy, like strategy or something. I don't know. Oh, man. But yeah, I knew a lot of people were upset with me. And I was just pointing people back to the podcast. I'm like, let's listen to the podcast. No response, nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know? People so, don't want to listen to. See, that's the, that's the beauty of all this is yeah. that. No matter friend, foe, family, anybody, mm-hmm. you get them to try to listen to your podcast, it'd probably take a good year or three. <laughs> In fact, the more you tell them, the more they probably will. I've had people listen to my old podcast. They're, they're finally coming around to my old podcast. <laughs> so so I'm waiting. Well, I'm waiting for stuff. people to come around to this about around 2025. This is going to be <laughs> slow burden right here. Yeah. The So you learned a lesson. Learn uh, the positive perspective. This can actually work for the positive affirmation of, of these segments that we do on Come Sit With Us. True. You learned a lesson. The lesson is is that like like every publicly owned or, you know, something that some a product that is at the mercy of some stockholders like YouTube. You gotta be careful. You gotta be a little more careful. And it's And these times, especially this past decade, it is like, it's like walking through uh, the Temple of Doom. Trap doors, a lot of things to watch out for. It's real sensitive times and people can dox you quick. Sometimes there's there's times where you got to be careful. Now, you learned a lesson and unfortunately it's at the consequence of you losing your channel. But thankfully... It wasn't as like if you oh, were yeah if I was running like revenue if and you were yeah, that, if you if you were sucked. getting if you were getting checks from it oh mm-hmm. man you'd that have to be sucked. like Alex Jones and do infowars.com and just be straight up your own like conspiracy theory website yeah the thing is too is not you're not even going through a conspiracy theory it's like just yeah and the thing is like, my channel's not even about like like my channel's about a lot of different things it's not even just conspiracies and it's not about QAnon either it's just that was one show you know my my podcast is about so much more things than that and it's just like one show 
boom, terminated from. And I, I could probably go on YouTube right now and just put reptilian Republicans and probably have like 10 videos of just <laughs> stuff that is just <laughs> way there. more ludicrous than yeah. you being anti. You know, and that's probably the reason too, like, you know, because this is such a hot button and because maybe I was dispelling that and maybe they even realized that. I don't know. Maybe that. Oh, because probably the same images were being shown. (laughs) Maybe you feel like this visual algorithm. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? But I did learn a lesson though, you know, and I just really got to be thoughtful what I do post on there exactly. And because I made that clip for TikTok. So it's a short clip. I made it for TikTok and and for Instagram and uh, just uploaded it to YouTube just to have it. And nope, <laughs> channel got suspended for it. But I could, I guess I could create another channel, whatever, and uh, do it again. But I'd rather next time I do a YouTube channel, I want to do it where we're recorded, like live, you know. That yeah. way, I don't have to do so much work and putting all these images and stuff. Maybe I will still, but not as much, and it won't take so much of my time. I'm just not ready yet to be in front of the camera like that because I don't know. I like podcasting because then. You know, people can actually listen in and I don't know. You do have a nice voice in podcasting too, so. Yeah. We get a lot of compliments of your nice voice. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Wait, wait. No, not me. I I think I I detest your voice. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Stupid. No, no, no. They they genuinely do though. Wait, what did you say again? I didn't hear you fully. That people enjoy listening to your voice. Oh, okay. Mainly me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Mainly me. You're stupid. There's there's a good and bad to the next segment that I'm doing. Okay. And it kind of tugs at my heartstrings because you do know that I do frequent this amusement park that I'm going to be bringing up. Mm-hmm. So yep. Disney's putting a halt to all annual pass purchases going forward. So I can't renew my pass. I'm actually going to be getting refunded for a couple of months of my pass being... Uh, being that I had like a couple months left, so they're gonna have to bring back some cheddar my way. But for all parks going forward, that's Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, all those other parks out there, Tokyo, uh, Paris, and wherever else they have Disneyland parks, the Disney company has abruptly stopped further Disney pass holders for all parks going forward. This change. Again, like I mentioned, is a bit controversial, but when you look at it from both standpoints, it seems to make sense during this time. So me being an AP holder for about five years, the ability to go to the park whenever I liked was certainly something I took for granted. Now, it seems that there's a bit of role reversal here because now we're dealing with the company that initially gave this privilege Wiping them out and starting anew. The reason why. It's not a white thing. Not a black thing. Not a brown thing. It's a green thing. They have to thrive for now. They're in a hole with the fi- with the amusement park sector. Disneyland hasn't been open for over like almost a year. Going on a year. It's going to be a couple months. It's going to be a year. That park made so much money. Like, it's really expensive. It has to adjust for the the cost out here in California. When I went to the Magic Kingdom, everything to me seemed a little bit less expensive because the cost of living out in Florida is a lot less than it is out here Mm. in California. So by them starting anew, they have to. They have to wipe out all annual pass holders because they have to get new people purchasing tickets, buying merch versus us annual pass holders. And you, Isaiah, as a former annual pass holder too... We don't really, we go to the park, do our thing and bounce. Like we really don't buy into the gimmicks. If we're really desperate, hey, we'll have a food, we'll have a drink or two and we'll head out. But we really don't spend as much as a tourist does when they go to the park for the first time or, or a couple of times after. You know, we, we don't do that. It's more beneficial for this company to wipe the slate clean. Let whoever, you know, let all the APs run out their, run out their, uh, their dates and then just have fresh new meat come in. And you know if you're there in the park, they can, through the eyes of Disney anyway, they could see that whoever's in the park straight up paid however hundreds of dollars to get into that park for that day. I'm not mad at it. I've, like I mentioned before, I've done Disneyland 
up ways, sideways, all kinds of ways. And I'm, I'm, I'm all right with it. I'm actually to the point to where all the money that, again, like I mentioned uh, in previous episodes, all the money that I've spent here at the park Disneyland, I'm actually just going to be trying to go to Florida every year and go to the Magic Kingdom and Universal Studios out there. Hmm. Because it's it's way more beneficial just having a week of debauchery out in September and having fun out there versus coming to the park and still paying. So you said September... Is that, is that like your time to go? Is that your usual like time well, of the year? Well, I did last year. I mean, Labor Day was last year. Uh, right. That was my vacation. And I think it's a safe time to do that. You know, I think it'd be all right. So there's a lot of layers to what I just mentioned. And it was a lot to take in. But essentially, Disneyland has to do this measure because, again, they may be dealing with capacity at certain parks. They may be dealing with a certain capacity that they have to do. So that amount of people there have to just be straight up new people. They have to depend on that because, again, the park sector of the Disney company has to be in the red for the last almost going on four quarters. So so is uh, right now in Anaheim, do they have it open yet? I don't even know. So the only thing that's really open is down, downtown Disney and a oh. little bit of the inside of California Adventure to a certain point. Like the gift shops there and stuff. So you still have to pay to get into California Adventure? No. So it's no rides, none of that. It's literally just the gift shop center. It's like their Main Street. You know how like when you went to Disneyland, they had Main Street? Okay. It's their version of Main Street, which is Buena Vista Street. It's just all those those sections right there. Got it. So they're going to cut off the the annual pass holders and then they're just going to leave it open for people to actually just regular people to pay for the day or whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah, max they got to max out all that money for that. When one, are they going to start letting the people pay for the day? Like, when are they going to start that? Are they already starting that, or is that going to be like down the line? Or when they do what again? When they let people just like start to just pay to go for the day or whatever. It's whenever California lifts those restrictions. That's when Disneyland can work out here. But I already know that Disneyland's going to be a madhouse for the next year and a half. Dude, there's people foaming out the mouth to go to that park right now. And I'm all right with not having an annual pass over there right now because it's, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get in. You know, there's just literally going to be people just throt, like just wanting to go because yeah. people literally have made that like a Monday through Friday thing right after work. Go to the oh, park. Yeah, there's people that was, it was a regular to go to Disney all the time. Right. And you know what sucks too is that now I work really close to the park. And now that this whole time it's been shut down. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like, oh wow, I, I, you know, I'm an exit away or whatever. I passed through it a couple of times on my routes, but it's like now Disney has the luxury of being able to still recover because they have other avenues for Disney. I mean, correct. What about other parks like uh, Six Flags and like Knott's Berry Farm and all these other ones? Like, the, know? I know for sure that they're probably. You, you better hope that they they bought that land. I mean, it's it's a matter of did Six Flags buy that land, which I hope they did back in the day. Mm-hmm. And if Knott's Berry Farm bought that land, if any of them are sitting on land that they have to you know pay lease, pay rent on, I would just they'd have to find other find other ways to make money. Yeah, that's interesting because this is essentially why a lot of businesses are closing. You know, there's yeah. a lot of businesses closing up because we know Disney bought their land. Right. So they have ownership of their own land there. Right. And they also got the rights back to their hotel sector. For a long time the Disneyland Hotel wasn't wasn't uh um purchased well wasn't uh owned directly by Walt Disney. He had oh, okay. a, he basically had to lease the name out and then ended up getting it back after a while. So yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy for a little while. But you know, that's that's all his land and they're kinda of having a problem with expanding anyway. Yeah, that was like, you know, going to Disneyland was like one of the like kind of like the normal thing. Like, you know, you could go to the happiest place on earth and a lot for pass holders, at least. You know, I know a lot of pass holders from work and stuff. You know, they always had Disney gear or they're always going to Disney right after work. You know, it was like kind of like a normal thing. Or you see a lot of photos at Disney, you know, um, on their IG or Facebook or whatever. So for 
for that to be gone, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like things won't be normal until it's back. Almost. It feels like, um, yeah. And I remember when Disneyland and first announced that they were like shutting down early on when the whole talk about COVID was yeah. around, you know, people were upset, like, dang, you know, this is a real, like, this is a real, real, yep. um, you know, it's just how big of a impact Disney has. I was kind of surprised that there were still running things though. Oh like, dude, as soon as I heard about went, the last day, I jet, I was there at the last day. That was like the last the, day when you were there? At yeah. Florida? Well, the last, the, so the last day I went. Yeah. Was the last time that they were able to be open. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was like, hey, there's one time, like, there's one time left I can go. Oh, I drove yeah. straight over there. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, there's... I didn't yeah, know that. They do, it was, it was uh, not as packed. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of beneficial for me, but I did uh, ended up uh, having a mask on, mm-hmm. which uh, was really smart because considering that there were still a lot of people there, like, people didn't really... There wasn't any capacity to adhere to, really. Yeah. So, so going back to it for a cool second, I was upset, but then, so what are some of your Disney stories? Like, you know, I know you have some Disney stories. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a shareholder in the Disney stock. No, 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 no. No, I mean your Disney stories. Like I know you have some escapades in Disney, you know, I'm sure. And I wasn't there, so I don't know. Right. I still don't know. Yeah. So as far as my escapades that, uh, you weren't a part of. (laughs) Um, I actually did go to opening night of Galaxy's Edge. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I was able to be. Was it? It was really. Did you have to wait in lines and stuff? I I forget. How <laughs> so Oga's Cantina, the you know the the bar inside right. inside Galaxy's Edge. Right. The line was past the part. The line was past. I kind of remember like, we it talked was a about that crazy yeah. line. Romeo, plainly put found his way in the middle of the line and we were able to get in with no like reservations, no waiting in line. Thankfully we got in. So we were the first group of like, we're one of the first group of people to actually have like a drink on Disneyland property minus, you know, the upper echelon of society at club 33 Mm -hmm. over in New Orleans square. Yes. So we went there, we did the, um, now you met up with Falcon, right? Other people too, right? Yeah. Uh, so funny story with that is that, the day the day we were there, we wanted to, to secure a bunch of a bunch of merch as possible. Are you talking about in Florida? Or are you talking about here? No, here at, at Galaxy's at Edge. Galaxy's Edge. Okay. So the idea is is that you want to because because this Galaxy's Edge was open earlier, you want to hawk as much merchandise as you can to eBay and just you know oh yeah yeah get your premium back. So right. we ended up, dude. I like resold a bunch of lightsabers. And sent them out to people who bought them. Mm-hmm. A bunch of uh, uh, like, dude, you get a pack of napkins that just have Galaxy's Edge written on them. Pff, gone. The it was amazing. It was an amazing time to be a pirate. <laughs> didn't Galaxy's you? Edge. Uh, didn't you meet a bartender too or something? Through oh, Galaxy's I wish Edge? I did. No, I actually, on the contrary, because I wanted more souvenir mugs, I ended up talking to two um, to two girls there at the front of the bar and asking them, "Hey, look." I just want to buy you ladies a drink. Not them not knowing that I was going to take their souvenir mugs. Because in order for you to get the souvenir mugs, you had to buy them a drink. And I was like, on one condition, though. I was like, you're going to have to give me those souvenir mugs. They're like, okay. And after that, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're uh, actually, both of them were both of them were pretty attractive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's like one of the escapades. You know I mean, what I found interesting is like, you know, I had no idea, like, uh, and you had to mentioned it to me, I think, um, Facebook, you know, Facebook has these, these groups and there's, I'm sure there's probably so many different groups. Yeah. Like there's so many different groups for different things, but like right. the fact that there's a group for a specific, not just Disney, like people that like to go to Disney, but right. Disney, like single adults, like, yeah, it's so specific. Yeah. And I, right. I just never knew this existed and, um, I know, I don't really know how you came upon it one day. Um, but the fact that this exists, this is a thing on Facebook and there's different type, I guess there's different types of groups. Yeah. There's people Disney. just going solo on adventures yeah. at the park. 
and that would just meet up with other like they call them soloists, like just people that just go by themselves. I feel so much out of the loop. Like I had no idea that this. Dude, I was too. I was just like, I, I got invited to the group, and I'm like, are you serious? This is this is cool because everyone could just meet up, and maybe if sparks fly, sparks fly. But it's like you know, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, look, I'm going with other people my age that enjoy the park. And groups of people. There's times where, like, a lot of us just went to the park together. Yeah, it's cool. And, like, there's so many people, I guess, our age that go and they want a buddy or somebody to go with. Right. Which is, like, I just... Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, and you've been my buddy on plenty yeah. of those adventures. Yeah, I have, yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. But, but there's also been, it. you know, people of the opposite <laughs> sex that I've went right. with. Right, and I right. think that's where you're trying to get at, right? Well, no, I just think it's, like, it's just amazing to me that this... It was this amazing. Is, this this realm exists. Here, Stephen. That this. <laughs> it's just, um, <laughs> this realm. Yeah, it just it exists. It's just I'm still mind boggled. Well, by look, it. when you get an annual pass again, hopefully in a couple <laughs> years, get you get into that group, and we'll make we'll make it happen for you, man. I don't know, man. I don't I don't know if I can. I'd be interested to see like what goes down. Like you, you know I, what? You have to go I to Florida gets, with me. You I, have I to go to Florida goes, with me this September. I hear it goes pretty raunchy sometimes. Like, what the park? <laughs> what the? <laughs> Probably after it's closed and there's, uh, I'm sure it's raunchy. Disney is so anti that. Very <laughs> <laughs> <sure> good. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think the the old, the closest you can get to some <laughs> someone like a date would just be the haunted mansion, but that's it. Like, you're just trying to you're just trying to seal the deal on Pirates of the Caribbean or what? <laughs> I heard it gets oh. raunchy. <laughs> I like how you try to make that sound provocative at the happiest place on earth. Well, tell you what, you know what? You're coming with me this September. We're gonna go to the. I'm a little I'm a little more versed at the Magic Kingdom in Florida now. I want to go there for a full day instead instead of trying to jam all of everything there. I didn't know that the parks weren't that close together, Universal and, and the Magic Kingdom, so I kind of like bit the bullet there. Um, Uber rides are pretty much 20 bucks a pop between parks, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like pick your poison. But that's a good idea. That is a good idea. But so what I was going back to is for a little while, I was upset at this because, hey, look, I can't buy an annual pass to anywhere, whether I wanted to just do like a worldwide thing and just have every park accounted for, just have like this master pass to go to any which one. But noticing how the shares are doing in the stock market, I am all for Disney to recoup their costs as long as they need to, especially. So this is so this is. This is this is uh, on the end of the day. It's it's to bet to your benefit. The money goes in your pocket. Is what you're trying to say? No, no. Not only is this to the benefit of me. So that's why you're okay with this. This is the and keep in mind, I'm not a financial advisor. If you need financial advising tips, please consult your financial advisor or your financial institution. But I do recommend for people to look into the Disney stock because they are at a five time. They're at a five year high of their shares. <laughs> After all this, like, you know, you're not even, you're like, not even. I'm all for the it. people like, first. You know, as you know, long as but... it benefits me, the stockholder. <laughs> the the wow. Yeah, so yeah. this is the most financially effective thing for the park sector to do while the time no wonder, being. Like, I totally missed it that you're talking about these financials and it's green. No. Like, I forgot that you're an investor. You're a stockholder of it. Like, as no, much as some, <laughs> as some, as much, uh, as, as some as many people may think that this is a dick move from the Disney empire, just know that at the sum of it all, this company is in the interest of its shareholders and the people that run the company. <laughs> You're like the guy that plays fantasy football, like, and he has the, he has the opposite players that's playing against his team, but he's so he's rooting for the other team to beat his team. Oh, you know, just oh, it's yeah. for his benefit. Like different allegiances. <laughs> just because it benefits him at the end of the day on his fantasy football. Like, it's the same way for you. It's like it benefits you at the end of the day, yeah. you know, in your pocketbook, you know, that they do cancel the share, the share, <laughs> yeah. the pass holders. Because in the end of the day, it's beneficial to you, the stockholder. Precisely. <laughs> it could be for you once you start investing into Disney. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Let me buy him now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why late. I like to talk about Robinhood. Robinhood, <laughs> use code. I'm just kidding. My brother's been trying to get me on Robinhood for so long. Like he's already been talking to me about like two years now. And I've just been like, uh, one day one he's day, just going to straight up day. dress up as Robin Hood and be like, bro. Oh, bro. 
<laughs> bro, he gets really into it, dude. He's like, he's talking about like he's a freaking, um, like he's a. He's, but he's doing crypto, isn't he? Like he's the guy from Tesla. Uh, yeah, he's oh, doing God. he's doing crypto too. What's the guy's name right now? I forgot. Elon Musk. He's yeah. talking like he's Elon Musk right now. Like he was just gonna make like in ten years. Like like I have yeah. I have like six thousand now. It's gonna be like at like sixty grand. Like by ten years. Like I'm like okay, bro. You know. You know. It's who I like knows? that it we had true, a deep dive into his financial portfolio. <laughs> it's good. To, it's good to know what Chuck's doing. <laughs> um, yeah. but twenty twenty two. I know that we're going to have to schedule our uh, Disney World vacation for September. Man, forget the one you. I'm just You're the, the stockholder, man. <laughs> the, one I'm just, the one I'm just dragging you along with. Uh, in 2022, we may have to pack our bags and head for Japan to the land of the rising sun for a little excursion because mm-hmm. Universal Studios in Japan has unleashed and unearthed a full-fledged Super Nintendo World at their Universal Studios. And damn it, I want to go. There's from what I've from what I've gotten. There's this new technologically advanced ride, uh, the a new Mario Kart ride that they have. They also have this um, this kind of people mover ride where like it's literally just you and a little a little Yoshi, and you just go around the park, like you just get a whole little view of the park. It's kind of like uh, the train ride at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Gotcha. And they have this, uh, they're going to have a third ride, an expansion to where it is. Remember Donkey Kong Country? You had the little mine cart ride. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a mine cart coaster. Hmm. And they're actually going to have something to the effect of, uh, it looks like the mine cart is off track. You know how, because in Donkey Kong right. Country, it right. was off it track off and track. you had to jump to other ones. Mm-hmm. It's going to look like it's off track, but at the very last minute, a track's going to show up and like run you through. Hmm. Yeah, so it looks like you're going to leap up and jump it, but you know, like you're going to be safely going across yeah, the other track. Yeah, right. Um, they're going to have that. So, needless to say, I'm excited. The bit, the beauty about taking money to Japan is that our dollar is a little bit stronger than their their yen. So oh, we get geez, like that's a lot about their yen. Our dollars sucks. Yeah, you know? we get a four for for now. <laughs> this is going to be a dated show anyway, but for. For every, uh, it's 96 yen to our dollar. So everything's going to be less expensive for us by about, you know, by every dollar, it's about four cents less for us purchasing it. Got it. So yeah, it's very, everything there is very inexpensive. I know that the general admission for a lot of theme parks is very, very inexpensive. The only thing, the only thing that's going to bite us is the travel to get there because it takes what, like eight hours. You figure it's like a hop, you know, you just jump over Hawaii and you're there, but apparently it's not. Hmm. So I got to figure that out. But because there's a Super Nintendo world out there, I'm all for it. And the beauty about it is that unlike Holly, the, the Universal Studios Hollywood, because they're going to get it, they're going to have a miniaturized version of it. As you know, uh, when you when you go to the lower lot it at sucks. Universal Studios floor, uh, Orlando, not Orlando, Universal Studios uh, Hollywood, it's everything small. It is they are dealing with the space issue that they've been dealing with ever since they opened. Yes, yes. So, so picture right next to the Jurassic World ride. You remember the the middle point where there was the bathrooms, the drinking yeah. fountain. Yeah. Back there is where they're going to have the Super Nintendo World. You know, I think what they should do is they instead of having that big lobby area where that Universal statue is at, the fountain, yeah. they should just move the park up more and put the entrance like further up instead of Dang, so, far so back. just condense everything up and like yeah. for that excess and room actually that. have like a e-ticket ride or something. Yeah, because right now it's like I feel like that's a waste of space. It's like there's so much space there. It's just for that fountain. Yeah, and like, for like the metal detectors yeah. and all that. They should yeah. like push that up, I think, and then mm-hmm. use that space. Because it kind of sucks that they're limited, so limited to, to do what they yeah. can. Yeah, and then taking that escalator to the lower lot, such mm-hmm. a pain. That has to be a better way. Yeah. That has to be. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Which is why I just want to go to Universal Studios Japan and just be done with it. And actually, you know what? They, the Disney iteration of their, of you know, the Tokyo Disneyland, uh, their other park took Disney Sea, like mm-hmm. their version, like their other ticket ride, like, like our California Adventure, yeah, is is always regarded as like one of the best parks ever made. Mm. So, 
another reason why I have to go out there to yeah, the land of the rising sun. They should make it somehow loop where instead of going in one way and you got to go out the same way, there should be some way where you can like loop back to like the entrance if you wanted to. Well, maybe they don't want people to go out though. So yeah, it's, <laughs> that might be the, the reason for exactly. that. Exactly. Hmm. Can't man. Just can't. Yeah. Can't circle well, them back. They should definitely move their entrance like forward. There's a lot of space there. A lot right. of space. They could do something with that. Get rid of a lot of the city walk, but mm-hmm. that's just me. Yeah, they should. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, guess that might be some money generator for them, though. That might generate some Right, exactly. Revenue. You know, mm-hmm. different retailers and investors and all yeah, that. Yeah, investors, stockholders, oh, yeah. We're getting into, <laughs> we're getting way deep here. <laughs> we're talking about redoing the world. I know, we're talking about redoing. <laughs> I just wanted to go to Universal Studios Japan. Here I am talking about re-retrofitting the whole park of Universal, well, you know, Universal it's fitting, uh, Hollywood. It's fitting because Japan, right, they... They optimize their space. So, I mean, it's fitting. I mean, Hollywood, right. you know, we should optimize our space too. Japan does it. Yeah. But that's just me venting. Yeah. Well, come September when we go to Disney World, man, it'll be, you'll be helping me out too, you know? <laughs> the other day, you'll be helping me out. <laughs> oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in to another fantastic episode of Come Sit With Us. Um, Lesson of the day. Make sure what you put up on YouTube. Make sure you watch out for... Make sure you don't get flagged. Um, <laughs> even though you're trying to do the right thing. I know. Even though you're trying to do the right thing. <laughs> no matter if you guys try to do the right thing, watch out for what you post on YouTube. <laughs> that sucks, dude. I'm, I feel bad for you on that one. Um, as you know, too, we do, we're working towards full disclosure on this whole uh, extraterrestrial thing that we've been working on for the last 50, 50 years. Yeah, it's going on. Oh no, it's going on 60, 2020. The whole the whole flying saucer craze. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in and this is the first episode of 2021. See, I saved it. I saved the Is it yeah, technically yeah, it is. 2021. Second, second actually because well, yeah, technically in reality we this is our first one for 2021. Yes. Absolutely. But the last episode we filmed was like if we were in 2021, but we weren't. Oh, yeah, when we, like, falsely sell. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what it was. Well, nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, uh, you guys enjoyed the show because we honestly enjoy doing the show. So, for those out there, make sure to take care of yourself. And most importantly, be well.